Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Oh, hello there. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Sunday. It's Declan Goff here. It's Sunday evening, which means it is time for Vikings Vent Line. Thank you for everyone for joining us here. Happy moms. Happy football. It's the perfect amount of combination here. Um, yes, I did have a little sun today. Allergy season is definitely in full force. It might be the NFL football offseason, but the pollen is bodying me. So please forgive me for these red eyes and a little bit of red face. Uh, can't wait to uh, deal with the allergy season that is about to hit us, even though summer's finally around the corner. Uh, enough about me. Welcome to Vikings Vent Line, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We're going to have Aaron. We're going to have Michael. We're going to have Ryan on the show to here to talk some Kellen Mond. We're going to talk some Kirk Cousins. We're going to have just a nice little NFL off-season discussion. If you are new to Vikings Vent Line, first off, thank you for joining us. We're live every Sunday evening right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Um, if you want to get in on a future show, please send me an email. In fact, it's right here on the screen. Send me an email at vikingsventline at gmail.com. Next Sunday is going to be a little bit of a special show. Phil Mackey has something in order. I am out of town next Sunday, but Phil, I know, already has something cooked up to replace my show. Yeah, my show. He already has something to cook up to replace it, even though I'm the one who's leaving it. But a classic Phil Mackey discussion and Phil Mackey situation, he's going to replace my show with something that he wants to do, right? Just such an arrogant guy. Uh, He's going to do something next Sunday. But if you want to be in on a future Vikings Ventline episode, please shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. I'll put you in queue. I do have some openings coming up. Um, so if that's something you want to do, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at Dex's Tweets. You can DM me there as well if you want to get in on a future show. There's a few different ways you can get in on a future episode of Vikings Ventline. If you can, hit the subscribe button on this YouTube channel. It's Purple Daily Podcast. We also have a second YouTube channel. It's Score North MN. That's right. We have discussions on the Twins, which, oof. We have discussions on the Wild, which are starting the playoffs here very soon. Um, we also have secondary Vikings conversation. And the Timberwolves, who, as I record this, are up by 40 points. 40 points in a regular season game right now. So things are finally, I think, looking up in Minnesota sports. So if you want a secondary discussion, Please find us. We're on Score North MN on that YouTube channel as well. And also, obviously, there on Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. All right. Let's waste no more time. Enough of the introductions. Let's get Aaron. Let's get Michael. Let's get my dude Ryan in on here. We're going to discuss some Vikings Ventline show. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, what do we got? We got someone from South Dakota. Aaron, you're from South Dakota. Is that correct? Yep. And Michael, you said you were you were from Chicago. Do you still reside in Chicago? Are you in Minnesota now? 
Yeah, Chicago, suburbs of Chicago. Love it. And then Ryan, my dude with the great hair, great beard. Are you uh, Are you in Minnesota? Are you somewhere else? Where are you at? I'm in Kentucky. So Awesome, man. I love it. See, I, I, every time we've done a Vikings event line, I don't think it's ever been a unanimous Minnesota show. We've had people <laughs> literally all over the country. We've had people from Italy and Australia, for God's sakes, on the last few episodes. So Skull Nation, Vikings Nation, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's all over. So let's start off with this first question. We know how this works. Three questions each. We'll go on Vikings vent line here. I'm going to start with my guy, Aaron, up top. Um, Kellen Mann. Kellen Mann was drafted by the Vikings in the third round of the NFL draft. A succession plan is obviously in place for the next era after Kirk Cousins. I think all things considered, the best case situation is obviously Kellen Mann doesn't touch the field in 2021. But I want everyone's opinion, too, because I I would love to hear a different one as well. So, Aaron, I'll start off with you. When does Kellen Mond take over as starting quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings? Well, I would like to say 2022, maybe. Um, I, I, I like that they drafted him, um, but I, I'm, I'm a, I like Kirk Cousins. There's no doubt about it, um, especially with the new vamped up O-line. I think he's going to do some good things this year, but it's it's not that far off from what Kansas City did a few years ago. You know, Alex Smith was coming off a great season, had a great season still after drafting Mahomes. So, you know, if 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 Kirk Cousins has a great year, I mean, obviously great for us, but I I think if 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 they can get Mond where he's ready to go in 2022, you know, you can trade Cousins. Um obviously Vikings aren't not going to pay that $45 million. I mean, that's, it's not doable. And, you know, wins over replacement, hopefully, hopefully Mon's ready to go, you know, um, $35 million. If they can trade him and save 35 million, you can really build a team around him. Um, so that, I, I think right now that's the goal. Um, if not, maybe it takes Mon two years and they figure out something with cousins. They keep him around for another year. You know, they, 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 he plays out his contract and Mon's ready to go in 20, you know, 2023. But I think they're hoping 2022. That's what I'm hoping at least. Um, He's got a lot of upside. Um, A guy that got better every year, four year starter. Um, And I, I I really like that he progressed in his game where early in his, in his career, you could see him trying to move more, you know, running, escaping the pocket where it seemed like last year he really made it a priority to stay in the pocket. Um, Didn't run nearly as much. I mean, you're talking about a guy who had a lot of touchdowns, only three interceptions. So I think that's the goal is to have Mon take over in 2022. Yeah, I think it's the safe plan to assume, right? I mean, yeah, Kirk's still Kirk. Kirk is um, right now a better quarterback than Kellen Mon. You could even make a case by 2022, Kirk Cousins is still a better quarterback than Kellen Mon. But his price tag is going up. It's $45 million. That is an awful lot. Like, uh, unless, unless the Vikings literally make a run to the Super Bowl, it's going to be a pretty hard sell to pay Kirk Cousins $45 million in 2022. Uh, to your point about Kellen Mond, a four-year starter at Texas A&M, obviously uh, there's some kinks that have to be worked out there, but he's an athletic freak. Uh, we've seen all some highlight tape and whatnot. Even I have dug into the YouTube as well. Um, he's definitely someone who's going to be a project and you should sit behind him, 
and and learn the NFL system, and hopefully one day he can take over. And if it's as soon as 2022, that's great. And if you can build up your roster by saving $35 million against the cap to fill offensive line needs or defensive needs or what have you, that's going to be a good side. Uh, Michael, what do you think? It, it, are you kind of in the same realm? Is it by 2022? Do you want to accelerate it sooner? When do you think Kellen Mond will take over as Vikings starting quarterback? So it definitely seems to be trending towards 2022, but personally, I'd like to see 2023. Um, I really think it comes down to how the team plays this year. If this team uh, makes a run, not just makes the playoffs, that makes, you know, NFC championship game, uh, you know, Super Bowl contender. I don't know if you want to hand over the keys to that team as soon as 2022 to a quarterback without any experience. And I think best case scenario, Kirk plays, you know, the best he's ever played and you don't mind paying him $45 million because maybe he looks worth it or at least close, close to it. And, uh, and again, remember there's a reason Mond was a third round pick and not a first or a second. He, he needs time to develop. He needs time to sit behind Kirk. I mean, we see like guys like Trey Lance and Justin Fields who are top 11 picks who might not even start off the bat. So um, I think it's, it'd be nice to, if he was ready to start 2022, but I don't think it's, ideal. Um, and I know a lot of people are ready to move on from Kirk's cap hit and um, makes sense, but you also want, you know, if, you got to be ready to move on from his production too, because he's been very consistent over the last three years, especially by Minnesota Vikings quarterback standards. So um, if you're ready to get rid of his cap hit, get, uh, get ready to get rid of uh, all the production he's given you as well. And I do like to point out that Michael told us off the mic that he was a former Green Bay Packers fan who was converted to a Vikings fan after uh, Brett Favre left here and came to Minnesota, which, by the way, bravo, Michael. I mean, for God's <laughs> sakes, I don't think anyone is faulting you for uh, jumping ship over to a Vikings fan. I Kingdom. saw the light. Yeah, you saw the light. You saw a quarterback succession plan in place. I absolutely love it. I get it. Um, but, yeah, you bring up a good point that – you shouldn't just necessarily rush them right into 2022 just because it's one more year and because Kirk's cap hit uh, is $45 billion. Kirk might have you give, uh, might give you the best situation possible to be the best team in 2022 as well, especially given what could happen in, uh, in 2021. My dude, Ryan is down in Kentucky. Ryan, what do you think? When will Kevin Mon, uh, Kellen Mon, excuse me, take over as Vikings starting quarterback? Uh, I think ideally week one of 2022 uh, from a cap and a value standpoint, I think that's the Vikings plan really. Um, He needs to sit for a year and learn. Uh, I also think if we don't see him in 2021, then uh, that means Kirk's playing well and uh, nobody's calling for uh, killing Mond off the bench. So, uh, you know, week one, 2022, I think would be uh, ideal. And then we could get out from under that cap hit and uh, hopefully pay Neil Hunter, if he'll wait that long. So um, I think it's part of their plan. And, uh, you know, I think uh, hopefully all goes well and uh, we have a pretty good season with Kirk uh, taking, you know, starting. Yeah. Uh, You know, Aaron brought up a good point that, you know, this is it's very similar different circumstances, but similar to what the Kansas City Chiefs did a few years ago. Alex Smith was a good quarterback. Alex Smith wasn't making insane money, but he was a good, capable starting quarterback who could bring you to a 10-6 and record, probably get you into the postseason, and they take a quarterback in the first round, he sits, he waits, and they obviously obviously turn the uh, turn the keys to him right away after just one season, give it to Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes goes off, um, makes a couple Super Bowl runs here, he's been in the AFC title game three years in a row as a starting quarterback. 
Kellen Mond isn't Patrick Mahomes necessarily, and, and obviously that's the best case scenario for any team's succession plan. Um, but it, it is interesting to think about because if in 2021, whether the Vikings are a playoff team or a not, how do you deal with the fact that you drafted a rookie quarterback in the third round and when do you want to turn those keys over to him? And it, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, second question for you guys. You know, the Vikings drafted Christian Derrissaw in the first round. They traded behind, uh, traded back, excuse me, to get him. They picked up a couple different picks. They obviously were able to still find additional offensive line help in the second round, but just just two draft picks were offensive linemen. Um, I think it's a step up from where Dakota Dozier was and where that offensive line looked last season. Uh, but I'll start with Aaron on this first question: Have the Vikings done enough to fix their offensive line going into 2021? We can hope. Um, man it's you know free agency came around obviously I watch this show a lot and we were everybody as Vikings fans were very disappointed watching all these guys go and for cheap a lot of them for cheap you look at what Kansas City did Kansas City that Super Bowl their offense line was terrible what they do they revamped that all the way across the board I mean it's it's incredible what they did. And that's what I wanted Minnesota Vikings to do. You know, they went the other way. Clearly their defense was bad. Some with injury, obviously. Um, they Zimmer said, we're not going to allow six rushing touchdowns ever again. I mean, so that made me nervous. Um, and the Vikings have been not addressing the offensive line for years. It's been, I mean, even I think Keenum, the year that, Vikings were in in the NFC Championship. They were the 19th ranked offensive line. Like that's the high point <laughs> we're talking. Um, so, you know, you were hoping they were going to dress in the draft, and I was still not holding my breath because this is what we've been through for years being Vikings fans. But they did it. Um, I give them a lot of credit. Uh, that move back in the first round, I was nervous. I'm sure everyone else was too. I mean, they could have stuck and picked Vera Tucker and then to watch the Jets go and take him. Mm-hmm. And then Derisaw, a lot of teams had him going 13 to the Chargers. A lot of mock drafts, 13 to Chargers. Um, but it worked out. They got him. He's a, he's he's going to be a mauler. Um, he's a big dude, long arms. Um, and then, the, this, in my opinion, one of the steals of the draft was to get Wyatt Davis in the third round that late in the third round. Um, if he had to come out in 19, potentially a first round pick, but he wanted to, he wanted to stay and go for a championship. They almost did it. You know, um, Wyatt Davis is, he's a brawler too. I mean, you're talking a big dude and that's what Zimmer wanted. They said that this year they made a priority to get some bigger offensive linemen. Um, I think that's, that's what they did for sure. Uh, they only drafted two this year. But with the 15 graphics last year, they drafted a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you got a lot of good backups there. Um, hopefully, hopefully, you know they can they can help the center. Obviously, I mean, I don't know. He getting a little close to maybe a bust, but also, I mean, he's never had the Grim Reacher has never had some guards around him. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going in a good situation this year. Cleveland in his second year. Now he knows going in, he's going to be a guard. Um, hopefully put some more weight on, you know, uh, get a little better anchor. 
Um, and then Wyatt Davis, hopefully with his injury, I don't know if he's a day one starter. I don't know where he's progressing his, with his injury, but um, for sure early he'll be starting. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say they're a top 10 offensive line, but they definitely are going to be a lot better than they were last year. Yeah, um, I think their depth is definitely better. To your point of them missing or them, uh, I should say, neglecting the offensive line, I think the the bigger glaring issue is, is the fact that they've they've spent resources there. You know, Garrett Bradbury is a first-round pick. Christian Derrissaw is going to be, obviously, was now just a first-round pick. Ezra Cleveland's second. Brian O'Neill's been great. He's a second-round yep. pick. They've given Riley Reef a big deal. I know Mike Remmers didn't really work out, but they gave him a big deal. It, to my bigger point is I don't think it's they've neglected it. I think it's their evaluation of their offensive line that they've tried to draft or they've signed in free agency have missed the boat. And I don't know if, again, I don't know if that's Rick Spielman just missing talent evaluation. I don't know if that's Rick Dennison. I don't know if that's the scheme even in Kirk, uh, with, with Kubiak and, and whatnot, that all those working parts weren't working together. At the same time, I think they're in a better position right now. Um, you know, when Case Keenum was here in 2017, he was a little bit more mobile. He could extend a play. He could deal with a situation where the offensive line could be a little bit shaky. Kirk can't do that. He's pretty much a statue um, in, in the in the pocket right there. But, yes, I, I think the fact if, if you know Christian Derrissaw is your starting left tackle, if you know Wyatt Davis, God willing, is going to be a starting guard, great, and that moves Ezra Cleveland into a starting guard role who was drafted as a tackle out of Boise State, great. Um, I think I think their offensive line will be better. Is it going to be world beaters? Probably not. But at the same time, it was so putrid last year that any step in the right direction is probably going to be a good one. Uh, Michael, what do you think? Have, have the Vikings done enough to fix their offensive line? Yeah, so I feel more confident when Mike Zimmer actually says that Dakota Dozier will not be starting. <laughs> um, but assuming both Darisaw and Wyatt Davis start, I think they, they've done a pretty good job. It's not ideal to have two rookies starting on the offensive line, but definitely an upgrade. Um, anyone should be an upgrade over Dozier. Um, but we do have to remember Riley Reef was an above average left tackle and to ask Darisaw to step in day one and kind of even be to Reese level, it isn't easy. Um, they're going to have to definitely develop him, develop him, which is something they've had problems doing. Um, I actually, if I was running the Vikings, I would have traded for Orlando Brown because I do think this team can uh, compete for a Super Bowl this year, and I'd rather have an experienced guy, um, you know, with more of a track record. Um, and especially, I don't think the Chiefs gave up that much. They gave up basically their first round pick, and I mean, we spent that on Saw, who's you know should be good but is unproven. Uh, and we've seen how important the offensive line is in the Super Bowl. Uh, Mahomes, the greatest quarterback in the world right now, even he couldn't um, handle a bad offensive line in front of him. So, but considering we basically didn't have the left side of our offensive line 10 days ago, it's hard to complain with where we're at now, especially considering the limited resources we have. And uh, it's also good that all five guys are – young i think they're all under 25 26 so uh if if bradbury takes a step up which i think he can with the better with more help on his left side you could actually keep this unit together for for several years and you know it's so it's kind of a short-term and long-term fix yeah i think brad bradbury is probably heading more towards bust Mm -hmm. territory than he is being an absolute stud with that first round pick that being said it's only two years he still has time to prove himself he still has time to put himself in a good conversation as someone who's worth a second contract it's probably a make or break year in terms of him getting that second year deal in in this year in 2021 
Um, and I think the scheme fit also says a lot about it. You know, they, they drafted Bradbury as this run-blocking zone scheme fit for Kubiak, when in reality, I mean, that can get you somewhere. It can, it can, it can shorten up limitations, but you're still going to get bodied by a bunch of big defensive linemen that you're seeing twice a, twice a year from Chicago and Green Bay. You need big dogs in there. You need guys like Christian Derrissaw. You need, you need bigger dudes in there to protect Kirk Cousins. And with the, offensive, have, with the offense having weapons, obviously, up and down the board in Jefferson and Thielen and Dalvin Cook and Herb Smith, um, a run-zone-blocking scheme isn't going to take you to the next level. So I think they did the right thing kidding Christian Derrissaw. Wyatt Davis looks to be a better guard naturally than Dakota Dozier. I think everyone but me on this screen, uh, I, I know my limitations. I can't play offensive guard. Uh, but I, I think everyone on this screen would probably be a better option than Dakota Dozier as a starting <laughs> guard. So I think they're trending in the right direction. But, uh, Ryan, what do you think, man? Have, have the Vikings done enough to fix their offensive line so far? Did they do enough? I don't know. Um, I do like the picks that they made. Uh, I would have liked to have seen another depth piece or two added to the line later in the draft. Uh, but Darisaw, you know, if he's healthy, I think he d- can definitely start. Um, I think Davis is a starter, too. He's an absolute beast, has really quick hands. He can anchor a line. Um, I mean, the, the guy was just a monster. Played hurt most of his senior se- or last season. Um, but, you know, it just still played and still was productive. Um, Brian O'Neill is going to keep getting better. Uh, Ezra Cleveland, I, I liked that pick last year. I think he's a good player. Uh, you know, like the guy, other guy said, the big question is Bradbury. Um, you know, will he benefit from bigger dudes around him? You know, I hope he does, and, and, and we'll see how that goes. But I do love the shift in Zim's thinking on the O-line and getting bigger guys in there, and uh, hopefully it works. So uh, they did a good job. Did they do enough? I don't know, but um, I'm going to hope that they did. Yeah, I, I think, uh, too, with – the offensive philosophy, you know, I know Clint Kubiak's taken over for his dad, Gary, and Gary was the zone blocking scheme and a run heavy scheme too that Mike Zimmer loved as well. Does Clint Kubiak have something else up his sleeve? Does he, does he want to take this offense to the next level? Does he want to take them from just a fun little run blocking uh, or run heavy team to them being a pass first team? You know, the Vikings were bottom five in, in past attempts last year. So they weren't, even though they had these great offensive weapons, they, they were still giving the ball to Dalvin Cook a lot. They were very conservative. They ran a lot on second and long. Do you want to take this offense to the next level? And if you're going to put these offensive linemen, these big dogs in there, then it's a completely different story. And I, I could see the Vikings then being able, being one of those offenses that can compete with one of the the, the best five, top five, ten offenses in the NFL. Final question for you guys. Um, we saw this from our friend at Pro Football Focus, Seth Galina. Um, he wrote this great piece that Kirk Cousins could be now a dark horse MVP. And he looked, I, I think he was writing this piece also from the spectrum of a lot of Vikings fans that kind of the last question we just added, look, Christian Derrissaw is in place. Wyatt Davis should be uh, a plug and play starter. The offense is ready to cook with Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, pun intended, Adam Thielen, Herb Smith. I mean, the offense is basically ready to roll. If the offensive line is just even above league average, you know, they're they're in that 15 to 10 range, and Kirk has the time to be the quarterback that everyone thinks he can be and, and all the statistics that say with him in a clean pocket, he's been one of the best in the league. He wrote this great piece on Pro Football Focus. Check it out, uh, that Kirk Cousins could be a dark horse MVP candidate. I'll start with Aaron. Uh, do you think Kirk Cousins, if the situation is right, is a dark horse candidate to win the NFL MVP. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've seen him before. He's flashed brilliance. I mean, what was it, October of 2019? He was the 
player of the month, offense player of the month. Um, he can do it. We we know what Kirk Cousins is. He is a he's got a great arm, very accurate. We know what he's not. He's not. He can't move out of the pocket. Um, if pressure gets in his face, it's it's over. So that's you know, like we talked, that's what was so upsetting is you're paying this quarterback so much money and you're not building this offensive line around. So this year he has the offensive line. I mean, like you guys talked, no excuses. This is his year, honestly. Like if he would ever be an MVP candidate, and he's shown it in in times. Like he'll he'll have a few bad games and he'll have five, six amazing games. So um I I think with Justin Jefferson coming in the second year. Irv Smith, hopefully he can stay healthy this year. I think he's going to be a pretty good tight end. You got Cook. I mean, you got a better offensive line. You got Thielen still. Um, Absolutely, he could be. Now, I don't know how much money I would put down on it. But, I I mean, he he definitely could be a dark horse MVP candidate because, he, like I said, he's shown it before. And if, if that offensive line can keep him upright and and pressure out of his face – I absolutely think he could be. Yeah, thirty thousand foot view, and if anyone looks at, if looks at Kirk Cousins statistics, you're thinking this man, this guy's been damn good for a long, long time. If you don't look at his wins loss record, you just look at touchdowns, interceptions, yards per attempt, passer rating, completion percentage, all those traditional passer statistics. You can say that, oh my god, this guy's been damn good. You know, uh, he should be in the conversation. Um, that's I think that's what Seth Galina from Pro Football Focus was pointing out. That's what Aaron just was talking about as well, that if the six situations are right, and we've seen Kirk Cousins basically go on runs and rolls before where he's been player of the month. I mean, the second half of last season, he was good as any quarterback in the league statistically. Um, I, I have to see it. Right, I have to see it consistently. I have to see it for a full 16 games. He's been a notorious slow starter, especially in his three seasons with the Vikings. Um, I think it would take an awful lot for him to win NFL MVP. That being said, yeah, he has the tools in his shed to do so. Um, and I'd be curious to see if he can actually be it. Uh, Michael, what do you think? Is Kirk a, a dark horse MVP candidate, or is he someone that is still kind of just in that really good and maybe maybe great tier, but not someone who could be an MVP? Yeah, I think he is a dark horse MVP candidate. Um, I mean, the MVP is such a quarterback dominated award anyway. So, you know, if, even if you're kind of fringe top five, you're really just kind of a breakout year away from being in that conversation. And as you guys mentioned, he's played well for long stretches of times in individual seasons. 2019, I think he got mentioned as a MVP candidate. We saw after the rough start last year, how well he can play. And, uh, so after the one and five start, if you look at his numbers and compare them to like Aaron Rodgers' number, they're actually pretty comparable. I mean, same amount of interceptions. Uh, Kirk actually threw for more yards, more completions. And over the course of the season, I thought it was interesting. He actually ran for more yards than Aaron Rodgers, which, you know, Kirk gets a lot of flack for being unathletic and Rodgers gets a lot of credit for extending plays. But Kirk mm-hmm. did adjust a little bit last year and uh, was able to run the ball at least a little bit. And with that offensive line, he had to. So in theory, with, with a better offensive line this year, he shouldn't have to do that and really f- focus on throwing the ball downfield. Uh, but I think another important part is uh, the philosophy. If Mike Zimmer kind of takes the reins off a little bit and lets him throw, even even a couple extra passes a game could be huge. Because, again, we've seen the numbers that he's put up, and that's with not a lot of attempts, run first focus. And, uh, and if the defense is improved, I think that makes Kirk's life easier too because you don't have to worry about playing catch-up all game long. Um, the key really is to avoid those, you know, three, four, five games that he has each year where he just kind of stinks for whatever reason. Um, 
obviously it's not all on him, but if you're going to be an MVP, you have to, you have to eliminate that. And also you can't, you know, they don't give MVP awards to uh, team, the players on teams that win, you know, seven, eight, nine games. Uh, you really got to win 11, 12, 13 games, win a division, you know, be a top two, three seed. Uh, so I think that's kind of the biggest challenge is for him to kind of elevate the team a little bit. Um, but I think he can do it. He's definitely got the talent and, uh, you know, better. And now he's had the same system here for a few years. I think this could be his breakout year. Not saying he'll win it, but even if he's in the top five, like that's probably a good sign for the Vikings. Yeah. Two yeah. good points from Ryan there that I'd like to point out as well. Um, some people think I'm a pseudo Green Bay Packers fan. I am not. Uh, I, just, I just like watching Aaron Rodgers do what he did last year. Now I love watching him stick it to his former team. Yeah, I said former team because I don't think he's going to be back in Green Bay. Uh, but you know, they have a great offensive scheme there. Aaron Jones is a damn good running back. I love watching Aaron Jones, and he's he's a dynamic back. I put him on the same tier as Dalvin Cook. I really do. But you kind of forget he's there because they make it a pass-first offense, and Aaron Rodgers does what he does. I think the same philosophy can be applied to the Minnesota Vikings. They have Justin Jefferson and Thielen and Cook. Um, they can they can make the same type of offense work there. So I, I think that's also important to note. And, yes, they have to be more of a team that is probably the one or two seed winning 12 or 13 games, and now it's a 17-game season that they could absolutely – they have to put themselves in that spot to be in consideration to be an MVP candidate with Kirk Cousins. Um, but I think those are two very, very good points. Ryan, what do you think, man? Is, is Kirk Cousins a, uh, a dark horse to win NFL MVP this year? I'm going to say no just to go against the group here and have a different take. Um, I I think he's too inconsistent. Um, you know, I'm not a big, huge Kirk fan, so um, – you know, I just I don't think he can string 17 games together. Uh, we we have a really tough schedule. Uh, he's going to be facing some killer pass rushers this year. It's really going to test our young O line. Uh, so you know, and and I also think Dalvin Cook's going to have you know numbers where he he might be MVP talk. So uh, I think it's tough to have two guys on one team you know with the same MVP talk and. You know, let's face it, I think the Vikings are going to run the ball. I don't think a whole lot's going to change. I hope it does, but uh, I don't think they're going to let Kirk cook, if you will. So uh, I'm going to say no. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, man. I I think uh, I want Clint Kubiak. I want Kubiak to make this more of a pass-first offense. I want them to be more of a modern NFL offense. I think it's probably the better words to use there. But right now, with the way they're trending and what Mike Zimmer wants to do, that probably isn't going to be their philosophy. They, he wants a quarterback, and he wants an offensive system that's heavy, relying on the run, and a QB who isn't throwing top 10 pass attempts every game. He wants to be conservative. He wants to be consistent. I feel you on that. Um, you know, Mackie and Judd have been very critical on Kirk Cousins, more of his cap hit than it is him as the quarterback. I also completely understand that. Um, you can't be paying someone, especially going into next season, $45 million to be essentially the 10th to 9th best quarterback in the NFL with limited postseason success. It's a, it's a big, big year for the Vikings. And I agree with everyone that was saying this earlier too, you know, th- th- this must be some, this must be a team that is ready to take the next step. You know, they, they got off to a slow start last year, but they were in the playoffs going into it in the last few weeks of the season before things hit the fan. Um, I, I still think they are probably a postseason team. Uh, I give a winner out for every, at the end of each show. I'm going to give it to my dude, Aaron, for bringing great takes. So, Aaron, my dude, you're going to get 60 seconds here. This can be a shout-out. This can be another Vikings take. You get 60 seconds here for one last take on Vikings Ventline, my man. The floor is yours. All right. My take is uh, one of the steals of the draft this year for the Vikings, Amir Smith-Marset. 
huge Vikings fan from Iowa. Um, we're talking about a guy who's freshman year caught a caught a offensive or caught a touchdown in OT against the rival ISU. Um, 1,600 yards receiving, 14 touchdowns. Um, he's averaging like 29 yards a kick return, two touchdowns there. Um, why? If if you want to know anything about him, watch the 2019 Holiday Bowl. He had a rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown, and a kick return touchdown. So, go Hawks. Amir Smith-Marset being the number three receiver, he can take the top off the defense. Dude, I love it. Um, yeah, I, I think the Vikings, obviously, you know, Jefferson and Thielen are studs. They're, they're two of the maybe the best tandem in the league, but there is just a humongous depth, uh, or, or not depth, uh, a big step between the top two wide receivers and then B.C. Johnson. Uh, Chad Beebe, my guy, uh, you could say. Uh, Muir Smith-Marset, who is this rookie quarter, uh, rookie wide receiver out of Iowa. I'm excited to watch him, too. You need someone else there. You need to go three deep. And, look, the you had a great running back in Dalvin Cook. Herb Smith should take this next step now that Kyle Rudolph isn't here. And I know Tyler Conklin showed a little bit down the stretch as well. Uh, but you need a third wide receiver here pretty damn badly. And I would love to see Smith-Marquette do it. I'm not a big Gopher fan. I'm not a, I'm not a big college football guy. It's just not my game. So I, I, don't, I don't get into college football a whole lot at the same time. Iowa was able to beat the Gophers, and I know in 2019. Um, did they play them in 2020? I forget if they did. Yeah, the, yeah Iowa throws. That's right. Yeah, so exactly. So it, I, 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 that does not affect my life, win or loss, regardless. So uh, if, if he wants to come in and be a baller here for the Minnesota Vikings, I know Gopher fans will be, uh, will be completely aware of that. My dudes, Aaron, Michael, Ryan, thank you so much uh, for joining us here on Vikings Ventline. One last plug, if you guys want to get in on a future show next Sunday, Phil Mackey's going to have a special guest on, on Vikings Ventline. Uh, to do this show at the same time. But if you want to get in on a future show, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. You can also DM me. I'm at Twitter, on Twitter, at Dex's Tweets. If you want to get in on a future show, I got some openings coming up. If you want to get in on Vikings Ventline, we'll still be doing this um, on Sunday evening. So please go ahead and uh, send me an email, send me a DM, hit the subscribe button on our Purple Daily YouTube page here, and our, also our second YouTube channel, that's Score North MN, where you can find conversations on the Wild, who start the playoffs here in about a week from now, uh, the Minnesota Twins, the Wolves, also secondary Vikings conversations. Brett that down predictions some funny movie reviews as well we got a lot of stuff there on the score north mn side as well for aaron for michael for ryan i'm declan goff thank you for joining us on vikings vent line and we will talk to you next sunday